All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What the fuckaholics? What the fuckadelics? What the fuckleberry fins? What's happening? It's me, Mark Marin. I am in uh, New York City as I record this in my hotel room. What am I doing in New York, you'll ask? Why didn't we know this before? Why don't we know things about you, Mark? You, you tell us everything. I don't understand why we don't know exactly what you're doing and when you're doing it and where you're doing it and why. I am in New York. I came out here. Uh, I'm in between tour dates. I will be in Seattle at the Neptune Theater this Friday for two shows. I'll be in Vancouver at the Vogue for one show on Saturday. Saturday the 10th in uh, San Francisco at Davies Symphony Hall on the 11th on Mother's Day. Bring your moms. It's a mom-friendly show, that show. That's, what I, that's my next uh, comedy special, mom-friendly. So that's happening. So I came to New York primarily for the, uh, the upfronts for Vice. Vice, the, uh, the, the magazine and, and online uh, content provider of Mayhem, and also the, they have a new show on HBO, are, uh, are going to have a channel. And I am doing a show on that channel, on the Vice channel. I will be doing a thing called uh, Vice Portraits with Mark Marin. This will be an interview format show, but out in the world. I'm going to go out in the world to talk to people in environments that mean something to them, something or something out of their comfort zone, but it will be candid conversations with creative people and interesting people uh, the way I do it. Uh, we'll be doing, we'll be setting up that show. I think every episode we will, we will explore my various methods of preparation, which have nothing to do with preparation. So that's happening. I don't know what channel it will be. I don't know when it will start, but that is happening. But Marin on IFC returns to the, uh, the cable airwaves on May 14th. And I've encouraged some of you who are not radical cord cutters. And I'm sorry to offend any of you who take your cord cutting disposition as an emblem of your righteous uh, fuck you demeanor did not mean to push any buttons. Uh, I guess I keep cable by default because I don't think I'd watch anything if I didn't occasionally sit on my couch and try to figure out how to watch on demand shows, which is still baffling to me. I don't know what channels I have. I'm very frustrated with my cable box. I'm about to call Time Warner and tell them to shove it up their giant mechanical asshole because it takes a lot of time for me to switch channels and it seems to be making weird noises. Is there any reason to complain about this publicly? Not really. Look, I'm frustrated with cable too, but the point is, is that sometimes we have to respect these arcane methods, these ancient systems, these uh, decaying mechanical paradigms in order to garner the attention necessary to continue doing something within that paradigm as it slowly deflates and loses its wind and gasps away as the other thing moves full force into the future. Well, I guess what I'm saying, rather poetically and probably not in the best way possible, is that if you could get IFC for the airing of my show, that would be helpful in the ratings game, which still matters to people in that game. So, May 14th, get IFC for a couple of months, or at least find out if you have it. Or you can wait a year until it goes on Netflix. Or you can get it on iTunes. A lot of ways to get it. Or you can DVR it. That's fine. Look, I'm just saying I'm excited about the show. I know that's not what came out, but I'm excited about the show. I think this season is the best season we've done. I think the stories are good. They're funny. They're interesting. I think I'm better 
you know, I, I'm not, uh, I'm no, I'm no Olivier, but I think by the third season here, I've got the hang of being me on TV. So enjoy, enjoy Marin on IFC. The first episode co-stars uh, Constance Zimmer, Elliot Gould, Alex Rocco, and also the lovely Lucy Davis, who plays my manager this season. Very exciting. Uh, I'm excited for you to enjoy them. So that's uh, that's the big plug on that front. I just have a lot of things going on, and obviously I'm on the road, and obviously I'm in a hotel room, and obviously I'm not eating well, and obviously I don't know if I have allergies or cancer, and obviously there are problems. But did I mention Parker Posey is on the show today? The lovely and amazing indie film goddess, great actress, incredible uh, dynamic person, came over here to my temporary studio in my hotel room to talk to me. That's always a little awkward. Yeah, I'm doing interviews, coming up to the hotel room. Yeah, it's not even a suite. We're just basically in my bedroom, sitting at a little table. She brought her doggie uh, who, who peed. You'll hear that, I believe. Her dog peed twice in my hotel room. I guess I better not mention the name of the hotel because that might not be a good thing for me. She, she's somehow trained it to pee on Kleenex. All right? That worked once. Then the other one was... Yeah, maybe I should keep it to myself. So what have I been doing? I mean, you know I'm on tour, and we added a bunch of dates. So you can go to WTFpod.com slash calendar because uh, the dates I've got coming up, obviously Seattle uh, and, and Vancouver this Saturday, May 9th, and uh, May 10th at the Symphony Hall in San Francisco. But May 14th, I'm at the Asheville, North Carolina at the Orange Peel. And May 15th, I'm in Charleston at the Charleston Music Hall. And May 16th, I'm at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. May 17th, I'm at the Joy Theater in New Orleans. June 5th, the Playhouse Square in Cleveland. I added a bunch of shows. In Chicago, I'm doing two shows at the Vic Theater on June 6th. June 7th, I'm in Minneapolis at Pantages. June 25th, at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. June 26th, at the BAM Opera House in Brooklyn, New York. June 27th, the Paramount Theater, Huntington, New York. June 28th, Count Basie Theater, Red Bank, New Jersey. July 10th, Aladdin Theater, Portland, Oregon. July 11th, Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon. July 24th, Boulder Theater, Boulder, Colorado. July 25th, Paramount Theater in Denver, Colorado. So if I named your city, go to WTFpod.com slash calendar and get your tickies. Get your tickets. God damn, that's a long tour. What am I doing here on Wednesday? I'm interviewing Terry Gross, the host of NPR's Fresh Air, live in front of an audience at an event at the Brooklyn uh, Academy of Music at the BAM Opera House. That's for the Radio Love Fest. That's this Wednesday. Okay? All right? Yes, I'm going to talk to the amazing interviewer herself, the world-renowned Terry Gross. We're going interviewer to interviewer, head to head. So here's what I learned, and here's what I'm learning as I get older, is that um, as I get older, I don't know if I am more mature or if I'm maturing or if I'm getting more mature or I'm just getting tired. I think it might be tired. I don't know if I'm getting wiser or I'm just not remembering as much as I used to. It's a fine line between maturity and exhaustion as you get older and wisdom and just, um, I, I don't... I, I don't really remember, and I, I feel okay about that. I'm not carrying that with me anymore. I've relieved myself of that burden, of that memory involuntarily as my brain flickers off, as the, uh, as the years keep stacking up certain areas of the brain. The lights are going out. 
We're turning off that marquee. We're turning off the fuck you, dad marquee. That show is uh, it's not running anymore. We closed that show. We closed the uh, why, mom? Uh, that, that show ran for 50 years. Uh, and it was very popular with an audience of one, the bad part of me. And that we've had to close that show down too. And I have no problem with that. I don't know if that's wisdom, but uh, it's a little better. It's a little better. So I'm here. I'm in New York. And I'm spending time with the few friends that I have that, I, uh, that I've had for many years. I find that's important to do. You know, uh, Louis's out of town, so I, I, I missed him. But like I went and saw my buddy John Daniel. We go back. He's in the music business. He spent an hour with him, got caught up, talked about his business. I talked about my business. We, had, we ate. We said, like, you look good. Your health okay? Yeah, my health's okay. You, everybody in your family okay? Yeah, everything's okay. All right, well, it's good to see you. Feels good. That's what you do with old friends. Sometimes you, that's all you can do, and that's enough. Like You're not going to catch up on everything. You're not in the loop of their lives, but you can certainly check in and say, I love you, buddy. Went up to my buddy Sam Lipsight's house, the, uh, the genius novelist. Checked in with him, hung out, worked through some sadness, some, uh, told him some stuff in my life. He told me some stuff in his. We had a range of emotions. We spent a couple hours together. I saw his kids, saw his wife, Caridwin. A very pleasant time, spent three hours in the apartment just hanging out, snacking, having a coffee, getting up, sitting down, uh, having a hug, uh, you know, maybe having a, a few welling up of the eyes, and then we took a little walk. See you later, buddy. Good friend. Love you. That, um, we checked in. That's good. Once or twice a year. Got to do it. Got to do it if we're not going to be traveling together, if we're not backpacking. Got to check in. Just took a walk with Todd Berry, which was just like the old times. I don't know if you guys remember this. Why would you? Many years ago, me and Todd were sort of in the same boat. And he, uh, he's one of my favorite comics, and, and he's a, a good old friend of mine. But, you know, a lot of the other guys like Louie and Nick DiPaolo, Jeff Ross, or who was then Jeff Lifshultz, people, a lot of those people were working all the clubs, and Todd and I were sort of limited to one or club, and we'd you know, but hang around clubs. But we'd spend a lot of days just walking around the village, talking about shit, talking about comics, talking about clothes, talking about money, talking about where we live, just talking like a couple of dudes talking. That's part of our job. So today, you know, I ran into, you know, Todd last night briefly. And then today he called me up. You want to have coffee? So we had coffee. Then we had some Chinese food. Then we walked around Soho. Then I got some ice cream, which I don't feel great about. Though Todd didn't eat ice cream. Spent a few hours with Todd catching up, doing what we used to do like old buddies. And you know what? Didn't miss a beat. Didn't seem any different than it ever did. Never any tension with your true old friends. And that's what I'm doing in New York. That and some work. So now, let's enjoy my chat with the lovely Parker Posey, who you may know from any number of movies. Do you need credits? Would that help you place her? If some of you are like Parker who? I mean, I would hope that's not the case. So many waiting for Guffman, Henry Fool. She was in Best in Show. Clock watchers, party girl, wow, coneheads, dazed and confused way back. She's amazing, and she's in my hotel room. So enjoy this. So, what, um, oh, Gracie, what's she doing now? She just put all but. Oh, she just peed on the rug here. That's Hold okay. On. Hold on. Do you want to hold my mic? What? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to see my face. 
I'm not. I'm not concerned about the pee on the rug. Are you? I guess I, I, I have a different relationship with hotels. <laughs> That's an 11 year old dog. Yeah. Yeah. Her name is Gracie. Is that she the should be a be shampoo to Maltese? She's 11. She's very smart. Uh, is that your longest relationship to date? Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you? What's your longest relationship? Uh. I don't know. I think uh, you know people used to not live so long. It, oh, so that's yeah. it. Yeah, oh, so we got the things. You know, do you believe in karma? Uh, kinda. That you're gonna like you're here to kind of live through all your stories through various people. Oh my from god! Again, different lifetimes. Again? It kind of makes sense. But if this is the one I'm living now, I can't imagine how shitty the other one must have been. Like, I mean, how like do we get it right? And do are we aware when we know when we nail it? I like, don't know. But you believe it. I, it, it makes the most sense to me. My longest relationship was probably eight years. Yeah. Eight. That's big. That was in your 20s? I don't know. I, I had a five-year, a three-year, a two-year. Yeah. And now, now I wonder what the point of it is. Yeah, now it's just <laughs> devastation. Now it's just bad theater. <laughs> right? Bad theater of two people trying to act like they're doing something differently. That's how it's bad theater. It's like, I don't do this anymore. I'm not this person anymore. I'm better. I Yeah, I don't I don't understand this. Either you connect with someone mm. or you're you're pretending oh, right. something else. Right, or you're waiting for it. Maybe it'll maybe it'll kick in. You ever do that one? <laughs> it's gonna kick in pretty soon. <laughs> they like me a lot. I think this is gonna kick in any minute. I'm gonna feel like they feel. I've done that one. I've done real intense ones that just get I've crazy. I've had like three, um, the last three encounters. Oh, can, really? Yeah, that's what my therapist calls relationships. He doesn't call them relationships oh. because it's so, too heavy. It's too loaded. So you knew their so names. You, you encounter someone. <laughs> I didn't know their names, no. Um, uh, so you encounter someone. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you have a true encounter, it's a, it's a real connection. But if you're like dating, I mean, doesn't dating sound so... Fabricated and Does it even phony. happen anymore? I don't fucking know what that <clears throat> I don't, is. I don't, I don't know. I that don't I've, date. Have you had this moment where you're like, uh, oh, I don't have to put up with this shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that. See, I, I'm a curious person and I, and I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. So in the past few months, um, I've been uh, asked out on a date by men in their 70s. Wow. Yeah, like I was at a gala a few nights ago. A gala for what? No, it was last It was last week at PS122. Oh, for a thing? Yeah, and um, one of the board members said, hey, uh, there's a man here, he really wants to meet you, and he was really excited that you were here. And then I meet him, and he has two grown daughters, so he says, can I, can I take you out to lunch? And I couldn't say, like, no, I, I don't eat lunch. Right, you know? I'm against lunch. So it's I can't. I, I I was like, sure, and this could be interesting, and yeah. So I gave him my email, right? And I and I didn't give him a fake email, right? And uh, but who was this guy? Was he, he a legit guy? Right, he emailed me right away. Of course, <laughs> as uh, you were walking away, <laughs> as he was, um, yeah, as he was in the cab. Uh huh. Um, and what was this guy? Was he uh, an artiste? Was he, uh, he an was entrepreneur? Like, yeah, was he a I think he's a philanthropist? He's, yeah, he's a philanthropist. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, the older guys and this one man I was, I was, I had a few dates with. Gracie's just making a bed right now. That's what she's doing when she digs like that. Oh, okay. She's not burying Can something we, on my bed? No. 
Uh, okay, so you go so out with yeah. this. How old is he? Ninety. I was dating a sixty-year-old like a, a year ago. Well, that's not so horrible. How old no, are you? Forty-six. I'm fifty-one. I liked it. You did. Yeah. What about it? Um, he was mature, and he was he was. Uh, it's okay. You know. I would hope so at sixty. <laughs> You know what? Right. Actually, he was really immature. Immature? Um, yeah, but he was experienced, I should say. Ah. And he was fascinating. And What was uh, he, an artiste? He's a writer. A writer? Mm-hmm. A known writer? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. yeah. I was saying and it was fun? How long did you go out with that guy, the 60-year-old? I was on and off um, for a year, a year and a half. Um, and then it kind of fizzled. And that's what he was like. It's just going to be devastation, Parker. <laughs> Really? Yeah. For him? Yeah. It was however this turns out. We're just going to be devastated. And I'm like, well, come on. We got to ride this out. You know, we care about each other. We love each other. And you can't just, you know, destroy something um, in front of me, you know. And we're he was still afraid. Connected. He's very afraid. He's very masculine. Um, and like uh, People don't a think minotaur. The, He's yeah. a minotaur. Right. Um, a rugged I, old uh, alpha male. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just blew through his, his life like, yeah. a, uh, like on, uh, on fire. Trying you know? to avoid the, the crash the of heartbreak. The emptiness, yeah. But and you were going to bring it out in him. He decided I like did, this. I did, obviously. Oh, you crushed you know? him. <laughs> good, he'll get a book out of it maybe. Yeah, maybe it was he an needed inspiration. it. Sure, that's yeah. it. You were a muse, a pain yeah, a, muse. Yeah. That's what you are. I was a muse. I died a thousand times, and he watched me. <laughs> and uh, I just don't, you know, you get to a point where it's like, what are we doing? Is it just what is it about? Is it about sex? <sighs> is it about you know? Are we being honest with ourselves? What's happening? I think it's about evolving. Um, yeah, and in a partnership. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a true partnership should be creative and alive and. And when it's dead, it's over. And do you have you had those? If there's a, a deadliness. Right. Well, does that come from living with each other, like the deadliness? Maybe. Like, have you done Maybe. that? Yeah, yeah. How's that work for you? I, you know, I'm such a nurturer, caretaker. Really? I love to cook. I love to make house. And, oh, yeah? And do you take in strays, stray humans? Have you had yeah. any stray? Mm, yeah. Um, I, uh, I like that. I'm kind of a hippie mama. Yeah? I have a place upstate. You do? Um, yeah, it's an old farmhouse. And bless you. She's coughing now. Get it out. <laughs> I think she's all right. Yeah, she's good. So you go um, upstate and you hang out. And I you go upstate. Now I have to, yeah, I've been renting it though because I can't afford it anymore because, you know, nothing pays anymore unless you get a big TV show. You, so you've I've been, been working on, you never I've been stop working, working. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I'm not in that, that high caliber of uh you know i don't make millions of of, dollars of of dollars at all so does um, that upset you um what role could you see what million dollar role would you like to do you see yourself as a, a leading lady would you like to be a superhero i um yeah that all sounds like fun uh only, know, there's only roles for superheroes now. It's I know. Really it. I know. Just... I could be like a scientist in sure. one of those shows. Yeah. Or villain, maybe. Could you be a villain? I could be a villain. Sure. Um, maybe in the Furious 7 or whatever. Whatever they are. Yeah. Why, what about me in that? I sure. Could, I could Why fit not? right in. The Avengers, you're the lady who made the thing. Yeah. What, doctor so-and-so. Yeah. And some even, like psychic, some sure. psychic lady <laughs> that comes out of nowhere like from the Matrix. Right. 
and just knows give everything. Me some money and like, yeah, you'll do and it. Knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't those movies be more fun I don't, or just I, funny? You know, it I don't watch like them. when I, I do. Seen them. I know. Well. I I went into to one of them just to see when I was on location. To read for him? No, no. Um, I'm not the kind of woman that's in those movies. I'm too old, first of all. Um, but I, I think I could fit into one of those. But you got no problem with TV. You've done a lot of TV. No, I don't. But what I was going to say yes. is like in those, in those scary movies, in these horror movies, yeah. don't you think everyone could be having a lot more fun? I think they should have more fun to make their death even more, you know, amazing. <laughs> They, they all seem to know it's coming. Yeah, and they're really cool about it. Yeah, and this insane yeah. thing is happening around them. Yeah. Well, they're stupid, you know, if you really look at the re- reality. <laughs> That's frame, what I think, too, which morons. is really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. I was in Scream 3, and uh, that I was what I was talking to Wes Craven about. I was like, yeah, why are these people in this world? What did he say? World? Like, they, they have to be crazy, yeah. you know, like, or they would just leave. And I know that's like... It's what a crazy say? thing to say. He laughed. He laughed. He's um, like, this is a horror movie. What uh, do you think you're doing? And so it was fun to kind of play with the uh-huh. with the genre of that. And uh-huh. uh, because it's fun being scared. And if, if if there's there's someone chasing you wearing a mask, you're going to be screaming and maybe laughing and like dealing with it. Like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. Yeah, yeah. And like holding on to yeah. whoever's in front of you. Yeah. And like, I, I don't see that passion, you know, right. in, the, in those movies. And I would love that. Yeah. And I think. I think other people would love that too. It seems hackneyed now. They just sort of know it's coming and they blase and kind of, <laughs> ah, but there's no like, oh, I'm dying and it's great. I'm dying. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to miss you. Where's What's that? on the other side? Where are my parents? <laughs> Say goodbye to them I for forgive me. you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The one thing you don't Wouldn't see is the, the sad, that? desperate humiliation of those moments. Yeah. Those, that would be really terrifying. You can't play that shit real in those movies. Yeah. Where the, the sort of begging and pleading in a real way and the horrendous t- fear of knowing that shit. Horrible. <laughs> see, the, yeah, the paradox too is that there, there'd really be no, sen- no way to make sense of it besides other movies that you've seen. Do you know what right, I mean? Right. Like I broke my wrist last year um, and I just kept thinking of Agent Brody in Homeland. And it just kept, you know, and it was a really bad break. And yeah. I had wrist surgery. Right, I had like right. pins in my wrist. And I just had this loop that I, and I felt like I was being, you know, tortured. I talked and to her. And that I was in Homeland. Yes, I heard that. She was great. That was a great interview. She's a very earnest person. Oh, yeah. She's a serious actress. Yeah. <laughs> she's a very yeah, serious person. Yeah, she's major. Yeah, it, it you was know, kind I of saw intense. Her right yeah. Before, yeah, I saw her right before she did that show. Her intensity uh, struck me, you know? Yeah. And then so when I saw that she was in the show, she was working for the CIA, I was like, wow, she really carries that. That she's, very, she's meant to be right there and, and play that part. Yeah. But not, I don't know, any other actress who could, who could do that successfully. It's, it's, um, well, she's real kind of like, a, she's a very controlled person. Mm. She's very intense. <laughs> you know, she runs a mm. tight ship. With her vessel, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's out there. The stakes are really high. Yeah. How did that happen? I to love that. How do you explain that in people? What? The, their velocities, their How do capacities. you? What do you say about yourself? Like if someone were to say, hey, Parker, what's, what velocity are you operating at? <laughs> are you falling I, you know, all I, the time? I'm, I'm, you... one of, I'm one of those like... I think everything forms and shapes you before you're you know six years old and you just keep... Kind oh, of yeah. Well, what happened that? then? Like where'd you where'd you come from? What's the source um, of uh, Parker Posey? Where did it start? 
Um, I'm from Louisiana. I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. My dad was stationed in, in Vietnam. He was stationed in Baltimore there. He was drafted. Did he go to Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. So he was gone for the first two years. Really? Yeah. So that that made me very, you what did, know, What did he come out with? How was he? Um, Is he all right? The, the, the pictures of him from Vietnam, um, he's holding a, a martini. You know, he's out in the jungle They're No, they're in the office, okay. you know, in the in the in uh, they're drinking. Right. They're so not dealing, a not a dealing. necklace of ears, a, a martini. <sighs> he got shot at yeah. um, through and a, a bullet went through his helmet. Oh, God. And what struck him was how personal uh, he took it. And he thought, why would anyone want to shoot me? Me. Huh. And you think of that. It's like. We're so insane. I can't believe we're still doing it. Um, well, we're doing we're it. We're people uh, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the obvious thing, we're people here. You know? We're doing it from the sky with less men on the ground now. Yeah. It's, it's a little more mm-hmm. impersonal and horrific. Mm-hmm. But that is interesting because, you know, you're in the army, whether you got drafted or not, you're in the forces and you're part of this team that's supposed to be defending something. And it's seen, you know, generally by the military and by the people at large as the army, not as that guy. That's but, right. But if you're that guy, why wouldn't you take it personally? That's right. Yeah. yeah. But he came out mentally okay. and you know, Yeah. Oh, no, he, he suffered from PTSD, I think, he later did? in his life. Oh, really? And he has prostate cancer now. and um, But it, he's a really funny, you know, I, I describe him as a comedian without a venue. He's like, he could... He could walk out on stage and, and have a show. He's he's hysterical. So you're, you're close he's to him still? He's the center of attention. Yeah. Um, Are they still together? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you come from that stability or that commitment, I w- or that loyalty. I, whatever, I, I whatever. think it's <laughs> called like their crazy dance. Yeah. And, you know, they're, uh, they're yeah, it is a compatibility. Um yeah, they're still together. And you got uh, brothers, and, and they're tight. I have a twin brother. Identical? No. Does that Is happen? That, no. With boys and girls? No. What's the can't. other kind called? Uh, fraternal. Yeah. So there were two separate eggs. Right. Hanging and out together. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so my uh, my mom thinks that I was conceived later than my brother. Like a few minutes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Is a quick turnaround on that one? Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'd say maybe a few weeks. I I don't know. Is that uh, possible? Does that happen? Yeah, can. And uh, it's like a cat. Uh-huh. Cats can have like a few different kittens from several different fathers, just in the same litter. That's right. Huh? I didn't know humans um, could do that. Is that her theory, or is that? Yeah, that's what she. That's what she thinks. Because uh-huh. I was so premature. We were both premature. Like how? Premature? So um, six weeks. Oh. Um, so I was only like two and a half pounds. Oh my God! Were and you in I the incubator? In an incubator for the yeah first six week, six weeks of my life, and uh, and my brother, uh, my brother was five pounds. So I was two and a half pounds. So I was I was a preemie. Yeah. And so that's her theory. I was very you... very tiny. So I was born, you know, fighting for my life, and the doctors didn't think I was going to live. And you know, there's a big drama to the story that I heard every year, of we need a name for the death certificate what do you want to you know, that was the family the story yeah just what, in what, case yeah and so they named me parker and my middle name christian because they asked for the help of jesus and i'm i was raised catholic well maybe jesus so stepped in maybe. i think he did <laughs> and my dad according to my dad who was holding a, a six pack of beer you know 
be stationed in Baltimore, Maryland. He looks down at, the, at a beer can and he, he, he looks at me in the incubator and he's on his knees, you know, praying. And he's like, my daughter is the size of, of this beer can. Please, Jesus, please, Jesus, let my baby live. And then I screamed. And, that, and that's the story. That's the so story? It's, it's very dramatic, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's good, right? It's a real crap. My daughter's, she's a, she's a beer can on legs. Yeah. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And he's like telling this story. I'm like, that's so funny, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he like made up stories. Like he, uh, when uh, my brother and I were in kindergarten, my brother raised his hand and the teacher asked uh, what our parents did for, yeah. for work. And my, my brother said, my dad was in Indiana 100 years ago. That was one of the stories that my dad... But maybe he was... An Indian. Indian, yeah. American Indian. But he wasn't. I don't know. But maybe he was. Who knows? But we talk about karma. Do you believe that the past life thing, too? Yeah, sure. Why not? I think it's fun. Well, it's fun, but do you believe it? I'm entertaining the idea. I'm entertaining the idea. It's like, I'm not going to like stand up and like, I believe this. I I like to. Sure. Why not? Entertain the idea. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Why not? I think it's fun. Right. It's like, oh yeah, maybe I was. (laughs) But then in a more serious. Maybe I was Cleopatra. Oh, she said she was Cleopatra too. How come we were both Cleopatra? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's. Right. And then the fun ends and you're like, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we eating? Uh, so this is stupid. Where are we eating? Yeah, that's um, it. that's life right there. That's good. that's all of it. So you talked to Louis on the on the phone. You I said? texted him. You yeah. texted him, and he texted you back. I said I was going to talk to you, and, she, and he said she's an amazing. Uh, he phrased it very nicely. Oh, good. Like uh, uh, it was nice. I mean, I should even tell you, it was that nice. That's nice. That's nice of him. He said, um, "I saw uh, him she's a huge and rare talent." <laughs> That's a good quote. I like that. Yeah, you can I'll put take that, that. Blurb. blurb. That's yeah, a blurb for you. That's great. You know, Maybe when you I do social it. media, sure. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with that. Says, quote, huge and rare talent. That's such a good idea. What was your experience working with him? Was it crazy? Because um, um, that was a pretty uh, disturbing role. Oh, my God. It was so sad. Brutal. Brutal. But how much so, of that did you bring to the table? Because I know, like, I've, I've been on a couple of shows. I've worked with him as a director. I mean, because the script doesn't usually, I mean, he's pretty sparse on the page. No, this was all written. All written. All like, written. In terms of the tone? In terms of I the mean, tone. I mean, like, like, you know, you could see the dialogue, but how much did you have to bring emotionally to that thing? It was all you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I think, you know what I loved about that part? It was a, it was a real mix of characters that I loved, uh, you know, uh, that I'd watch on TV or in films. Growing up, like uh, Ruth Gordon. Oh, right. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Harold Adam's Rib. Oh, Adam, uh, yeah. Adam's Rib, I love too. She's great. Yeah. That was um, her. Oh, she wrote that. She wasn't in that, right? That was her script um, mm-hmm. for Spencer Tracy and. But this, Pepper. you know, this woman that's like a, a, a free spirit and she's searching and just living her life and absorbing and she's dying, you know? Yeah. She's going to die. You knew um, that at the beginning? Yeah, this is it. So I did this, I did a, you know an actor named Frank Whaley? Yeah. He uh, had a benefit reading, uh, he organized a benefit reading for his, his kid's school. And we did a play reading of Christopher Durang's Beyond Therapy. Oh, yeah. And I played a therapist. And we played a therapist. Of, yeah. Marissa Tomei was Louis in it. Louis played a therapist? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Mario Cantone. 
uh, Nathan Lane. It was this amazing cast huh. for like 200 people. Right. And sold out in like a second. So I met Louis um, on stage doing that. And he said, I, you know, I really, let's work something. You know, let's work together. I'd love to do something with you. So we had, I gave him my number. And like a few nights after that, I texted him. He texted me back. And we met at this uh, little place down the street from me. And we hung out for like two or three hours uh-huh. just talking. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, you know, okay, I see a lot of different things going on with you. You can play this. You can play that. You're reminding me of this story I heard at an airport. This this woman, the story that she had cancer. Right. Um, and an artist friend I know. And, uh, so and he- we talked about... Uh, would you ever want to, you know, die? Um, I was like, I would love to 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 die, you know, on play a character who is dying, or and to, uh, you know, have a have a death scene. Yeah, um, is is interesting to me. So he conceived the whole character with you. Yes, and then um, when he walked me to my apartment, it was really nice out, and I said, "Come up to my roof. I have a, a roof garden in the building." And I went up to the roof, and then I went to the, to the ledge and looked over, and he went, no, my God, what are you doing? He freaked out. Yeah, he freaked out. Yeah. So that's how that all came uh, to life. And he only took like two or three weeks to write it. Yeah, he and I went quick. over to his apartment, and, and he said, this isn't an audition, but I'd like you to read this. And um, I read it out loud once, and, and then like a month later, we shot it. And then when I when I had to die and and let go of you know when I had to do that scene in the hospital, I was not happy and it was very hard um, because I felt like I had brought so much life to her um, and I was really upset that I that I that she what was, you got into yeah Miss, you were all excited to die yeah and, and then, then I was like, like no. oh no. So you shot that all con- in one. So he cut it was that like in six days. Right. Yeah, we shot that in six days. And now I'm like, I want to I wanna bring her back to life. How? Um, writing something. Did you tell him? Is um, that what you're texting him about? I did have this I, I did have this idea <laughs> yeah. that Liz um, would be brought to life and I'd, I'd work as a, as a zombie in, in the bookstore in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was just okay with it? She's back. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah. But she'd still be nice and stuff. Sure. It's, she wouldn't eat people. Still be funny. Maybe she'd, she'd eat, eat books. People. But maybe she'd just be a ghost. I, I loved that part. I thought I'd play parts like that my whole career, you know? But they're just not written. Those, that's not in style anymore. What kind of part is that, do you think? Like, what do you mean, that kind spirit, of part? Like, witty. Well, you're always very witty, and you're always very compelling, and, and you're uh, sometimes a little uh, kooky and intense. Mm-hmm. Thank like you. Because you, like, like, certain people seem to know how to use you. Right. That's right. I mean, Christopher Guest seems to know how to use you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, will you come be the Parker Posey thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those movies are so much fun. I they, love him so much. And you and those are primarily improvised, right? They're all improvised. Yeah. You and you're comfortable with that. Um, you love it. I at first, it's a little, it's a little. How scary, much does he give you he, in each movie? So, so there's like an outline. It's like, uh, so Megan Hamilton, Swan. Uh, are in therapy, you know, in the first scene, you see yeah. he's in therapy, and they talk this, about which their movies dog. Is? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, right. They talk about their dog, Beatrice. They're Who's really, your husband? Uh, Hitchcock, Michael Hitchcock. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
this is a, a catalog. They were described as a catalog couple, uh-huh. like all cataloged. Their house is all cataloged. Um, they're really concerned that their dog Beatrice won't be able to uh, compete in the Westminster Dog Show right. because she caught them having sex and she's been having a, a, a hard time. And she also, uh, and this didn't make it into the movie, it was a really funny scene where I'm yelling at my maid because the dog um, pooped in my husband's slipper. Right. Because she was really upset, Beatrice. Yeah. So she she pooped in his slipper. <laughs> it's just so absurd. <laughs> and then he just ripped. I love him. How great is that? Isn't that cute and funny? Yeah. I'm like, what is this? You know, yelling at Lucy, Lucy. Look what Beatrice did. What am I supposed to do about this? Oh. So funny. And Almost then, robot people, in um, a way. Except they have, everything's invested in this dog. But the, the relationship dynamic is they're both sort of like cookie cutter people. But high achiever, the, right, yeah. all the emotion is around the animal. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. And, uh, but I was also, I made her a pill popper and a, and a stoner. And none of that was in there. So, yeah. But every now and, and then, Chris I reach just out goes, "That's just great." Like, yeah, I take a, a sip. I think it was, I think it was in this in the outline. Oh, that and, she was medicated, and which is too bad because that's when all the the medication was becoming popular. You know. Yeah, yeah. Now everybody's on it. Now everyone's medicated. Are you medicated? No, I'm not. Me neither. Yeah, we're 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 the last holdouts. This juice is. What well, just depends, you know how you know how how hard do you want to fight the fight? You know what I mean? I mean, I imagine. I think they just kind of give people medication without any real diagnosis of anything. It's just sort of like, oh, you don't feel right? Try these. Come back in three weeks if you you know if you start yeah. talking funny or <laughs> you put on twelve pounds. Or yeah, you can't I, fuck anymore. <laughs> you know, call me up. Yeah, yeah. Here's a pill. Yeah, it's, if you feel better, then great. Then we'll stay on it for a while. But da- it, it's got to change you and, and make you feel funny. I don't know. I think. I, yeah, I think something goes on with and the And now people and identify themselves as like what? OCD or ADD. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like oh, yeah there's a lot of them, identifiers. They, yeah. yeah, they start yeah. to... Bipolar one or two. Yeah, uh, I'm bipolar. Yeah. I'm this yeah. or I'm that. Yeah, good for you. It's like you're a human being. Well, I don't, I, don't under, I don't know what people really expect out of themselves, you know, trying to adapt to all the input. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a pretty... It's a rough shift, yeah. You know, like the I kids, agree. like the, the kids half our age, are sort of you know wired in in a different way than we are. A lot yeah. of noise for for us. We're a little. We we come from the crashing wave of the '60s. We're That's sensitive, right. Open we, people. Yeah, we 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 were in the Reagan years. Yeah, we. It's just like there there. We, we rebelled against the Reagan years. There was less onslaught of. They, they're fucking with our heads. I don't yeah. know what it is. What and also mean? like the twenty somethings too, like the, the movies they watched. Mm. Lots of slasher films. Yeah, but yeah, right. They're, they're numb sense, or something. Yeah, but I don't want to. It's so hard to talk about it without feeling like like those kids. You I know. Like, know I know. Are, this is how we get old. I guess this is how are we, we get, right. Though? Yeah. Are they? Are should it's we be gap. concerned though? It's a generation gap. You don't have kids, right? No, I don't either. So how concerned can I really be? It's like well, they seem <laughs> <laughs> they seem problematic. I don't know directly, <laughs> but I yeah. find them annoying. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. But also when I don't have kids and we're not married, you and me, I don't really know how old I am most of the time. I don't know how old other people how are. How old do you feel? Do you feel 30? No, I don't even know. I don't even know if I felt 30 when I felt 30. There's some part of my brain that remains sort of steady the same way it always was. And then every once in a while you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, that's happening. 
Okay. <laughs> but then, like, I don't know, if, like, if I'm talking. You always feel the same. You just keep getting older. I know. But you always feel the same. Yeah, I still feel the same. Some people slow down, though. You have friends, right? Sometimes I see people that I haven't seen in 10 years. That's always an indicator. Like, you see somebody you haven't seen in, like, 15 years. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, we're, we're the age we are. And you're like, oh, boy, what happened to you? You seem to have slowed down yeah, a bit. And yeah, you, yeah. You know, you a deadliness, look. right? Oh, what are you going to do? Not, not experiencing but their life, maybe, right? That's I, kind of maybe, asleep. Maybe we're projecting that. Maybe they see us and they think the same thing. Like, oh, that's something's oh, no. gone wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> no? I don't know. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm talking to a 20-year-old or a 35-year-old. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Do you? Generally? Um, I can tell if they're like, they're teenagers usually. I can tell. And I don't I can tell the difference of, of the, of the, of the generation gap of the, the late 20s and 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the, with the, with the girls. Um, but they don't. Does it bother you that they don't like? I I sometimes talk about things on the podcast, or I'll tweet something, or I'll bring it up in conversation about movies that we grew up with, and that and they're like, "What? I had no yeah. idea this was even a thing." Like, you, you, like The Godfather. How do you not watch The Fucking Godfather? That's crazy, right? Yeah, and they don't care. Yeah, and so are we. But are we just old people going like, "You've got to watch <laughs> Yeah The Godfather, you dummy." Yeah. Yeah. So when did you start yeah. acting? When did, what happened? So you're in New Orleans? You're in Louisiana, New Orleans? That's where you grew up? After Baltimore? Around there. Around there. In the South. It's sweaty yeah. and hot I was and a interesting. Yeah. And your dad did what after Vietnam? Uh, car dealership. So my always, always... uncle Van, Truman Van Van Beethoven. Yeah. My, my dad was his, he's like a surrogate dad to my dad. And uh, he was a big, uh, like, big daddy from, you know, Tennessee Williams play. Oh, really? Really big character, yeah. you know. If the ketchup yeah. wasn't on the table, he'd slam his hand down on the table and just yeah. say, ketchup, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he was a real star. And so my dad was a car salesman for him. And then, um, but in the beginning, my dad was going to be an English teacher, but it didn't make enough money. So he's very, you know, he'd read to me and tell me stories my my grandmother his mother would sing sad cowboy songs and make everyone cry where was she from louisiana but they're, she was oh, also uh from belgium so they're from louisiana your fo- your dad yeah. was from louisiana yeah, well, so he always had a new too. car though right yeah this was during the cadillac so he was a cadillac salesman mm-hmm. so a big old cadillac yeah in the 70s yeah now, that's good yeah those are big yeah yeah and my uncle my uncle truman Loaned me one of his Cadillacs when I was doing a play at the at the Geffen Playhouse in my twenties and had no money. And he, he loaned me this in, big in red, L.A. Yeah, this big red convertible Cadillac. Where from Louisiana or he was? He in- had a house in uh, San Diego, so, oh, so he, he got, yeah, he got someone to drive up. down there. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so nice. It was like driving a boat. What what play in your twenties did you um, do? It was a play called Four Dogs and a Bone, a John Patrick Shanley play. Did you? Is and, that was that the 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 early thing to start did you want to be theater no i started out as a ballerina i started out as a dancer that was probably the first um i'm just doing my wrist is well no but you were saying it while you were talking about dancing and and i took it as dancing that's how i received that yeah that i was getting a small you were like saying i started off as a ballerina and then i (laughs) went to modern which is what i'm doing now (laughs) if i had been turned on a modern dance i might have i could see myself dancing like that um 
I was really into dance. So uh, I was in a company when I was 11. Really? In Mon- so you were Monroe, good? Louisiana. Oh, well, how and, good were you? Uh, good? I was were you good. tall enough? I wasn't tall enough, um, but I had... Uh, Moxie? I had presence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And uh, so I was in a little company, and then I auditioned for North Carolina School of the Arts when I was 12. And I went to the uh, school there and I didn't get in and the dean of the school called my dad and, and uh, no, my dad called the dean of the school and said, my daughter's going to be really upset. What do I tell her? And he said, tell her she's an actress. And that's how it started. And I was like, really? Yeah, 12, 13 years old. You went in for dancing and they were like, no. Nah. No, she's. And then did he say, well, could you take her as an actress her. then? Yeah, exactly. I was like, can <laughs> I just go there and hang out? Cause I, did they have an acting program? They did, but in, in college. Oh, so you're too school. young. But I went back uh, for the summer programs in, in high school, and uh, it was there that I, yeah, really... Did you lock in really with a teacher? Um, yeah, a few teachers, but... How like, old were you? Uh, 13, 14, 15. But even earlier, my cousin reminded me of this. I had forgotten about it, and it's, and it's funny. When I was eight, and we were at camp, uh, Strong River Camp and Farm in Mississippi. Uh, I was. They asked me to be the the director and the leader of the of the play for the for the kids, mm-hmm. and so I made a little Red Riding Hood uh, a detective, um, uncovering the case of Goldilocks and the Three Bears as Kojak. Then <laughs> this was your conception. Yeah, and then I so walked out on a, stage. A walked out on stage, and I said, "Who loves you, baby?" And everyone started laughing. And I remember thinking, "This isn't funny. I'm a detective." <laughs> They're <laughs> laughing at me. No, I was like, "No, yeah, this is really serious." Yeah, what the fuck is and wrong I, with you I, people? And I remember that. I remember that feeling. And you were thirteen or twelve. I was eight. eight. All right. And so you um, were like, I'm playing this straight. I'm Kojak. I'm a detective. Yeah, I Little Red him. Riding Hood. Yeah, Telly Savalas. Yeah, I yeah. loved him. Yeah, yeah. But great. I always knew I'd do something different, and teachers told me. Yeah, I was. You had no idea that it was funny. That's cute. No, no. Do you do you know you when you're funny now, um, or do you play everything pretty serious? Because uh, I mean, those Christopher Guest movies, those are pretty. They're pretty serious. Very serious. Yeah, and you know. Yeah, it's Can't like he puts yeah he puts a, a hand on your shoulder and says before a take you know this is not too far from the truth you know people are in really, every movie yeah people are really like this oh that's so that's really that's like his this. direction that's his basic direction it's like don't even think to play this don't no 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 that's like yeah that's shameful if right. you're doing if you're right. pushing that right. like thing like I'm gonna but be that, really funny that's his quiet reminder this is. This is real, real. Yeah. and he doesn't look at them like satires. Clowns, right, right. Yeah, this he, is like he loves this is people. how people are now. And you know, hanging around him too, funny stuff happens around him. You know, you just be in an elevator, and mm-hmm. a stranger will just kind of be odd. Mm-hmm. Um, so he uh, maybe you're just your perception changes around him. Yeah, people kind of carry that around. Well, he like I would imagine that would happen if you're with him. You would sort of see the world like that, and yeah. everybody. It's sort of like um, there's a few uh, comic book artists. Like, why am I forgetting his name? Daniel Klaus, even R. Crumb and stuff. That if you read enough of that mm-hmm. stuff, your perception sort of shifts, mm-hmm. and you can sign, You can kind of see the 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 the, the grotesque 
uh, nature uh, right alongside of the beauty of all things. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. It is nice. Yeah. Did you have you gone down to the new museum? Have you the have Whitney? You, the yeah. Or the, oh, do you mean you right down here on Bowery? The, yeah. No, I got to go to the Whitney. Did you do the Whitney? I just did got here. Just got here. Oh wow! Then it just when? opened. I got here the day before yesterday, and I did the uh, I did a thing, and then like I I've been told to go over there. It's to the so Whitney, nice. right? Yeah, but is yeah. it crazy lines and shit? On the weekend, yeah. Maybe yeah. during the week I'll go. Yeah. Did you go? I haven't gone yet. But the, you're talking about the new museum yeah, right down talking, here. Yeah, the groovy because museum. it's right there. Yeah. The cool shit where you're like, today these are just they're just pen on tile pieces. <laughs> I know the art world. I have a couple of friends who are artists. It's kind of scary now. Is it why? It's hard. It's difficult. Um, I know. I, a I'm dating age. a painter. Yeah. And and it's like it's its own thing, but it's like it's very small. Yeah, the scene. Yeah, yeah. There's twelve people. Yeah, it's hard. And to does make she a living. does she work it? Is she good at like schmoozing, or is she in a in in a clique, well, or is she? Not, she's like sort of like a. Because there are politics involved. All politics, all politics. But she's doing okay, from what I understand. Cool. How's your friend doing? She's doing okay, although she doesn't have a, a gallery anymore. Is she a painter? Yeah, she's a painter. She's amazing. She does these uh, inverted, reflected uh, landscapes, like reflections of a pond. They're huge. Um, and she doesn't have a gallery anymore? No. Um, so she's out there in the wild? No, yeah. They're, but they're, they, she's, gonna, she's moving around. Um, they're feeling it out. Uh, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard life in the arts. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. All right, so, okay, so you go... All right, North Carolina School of the Arts. On the summers. And to SUNY Purchase. I heard about SUNY Purchase as an acting school. But what were you get? What kind of direction were you getting when, like, you know, how does it start? When, you, like, were, who would you say your, your first training comes from? Because I never know how actors the are... TV. Just, right. Actors as a child. Are, either you've got it or you don't. I was fascinated by TV, Yeah. But nobody like said like here's some acting tips. No, no. You just like we're doing plays. Yeah, <laughs> but you know it's my dad. It's my parents. Like they were kind of observant, eccentric people. You know. Your mom's still around too, right? Yeah, right. We t- covered. That. So they. What we, does she do? Um, she uh, she doesn't have a job job, but uh, she went to culinary school in New Orleans. She's an amazing cook and she loves really? foods. She's really creative. She's got great style and she just can. Just, she's kind of a Southern belle, like all that Southern living and all she that can stuff. Whip stuff. She likes to do all that. Make breads they, and things. <clears throat> yeah, they go to New Orleans and like. Yeah. Where do they live now? In a town called Laurel. So they're in Louisiana still. <clears throat> That's in Mississippi, but it's two That's hours away. It's two hours. Why Mississippi? Away. My dad got transferred there. For the he car job? Own, yeah. So we moved from Louisiana to So the, the car dealership is sort of like being in the army? You just get stationed places? <laughs> <laughs> we, we stationed you at he another dealership? Oh. Yeah, he plays golf. But you're a real southern person. Yeah. Yeah. Who had to leave? You, you know, you I wanted to out? leave. I wanted to leave very early. Why? Because uh, it was provincial and small town and... and I wanted to, uh, do you remember um, the family affair, Buffy and Jody yeah. and Mr. French? Remember that Sebastian show? Sebastian Cabot and Brian Sebastian Keith Cabot. And Jody. And they lived in this apartment. Yeah, in the, yeah. the townhouse, right? Is it, yeah, it but in New they, York? Yeah, but it was a huge building. I think right. it was 
Was it New York or Chicago? Oh, maybe. I don't know. So what? I think it, maybe it was New York. That's how you wanted to live? But that's how I wanted to live. <laughs> I wanted to live in one of those places with a lot of people around me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So you do plays in high school. You're going to the thing. You're going. What else did you do? You do did you do okay in school? Um, In high school? Yeah. Or like grades and stuff? I was already out there. Yeah. I liked English, but I didn't... Uh, I dropped accounting. I couldn't yeah. even yeah, no, deal. Yeah. You know, you, I couldn't even count. You're pretty level-headed kid. I cheated kid. on yeah. tests. Sure. Yeah, I'd write answers on my shoes. Right. For accounting. Yeah. yeah who needs it? Math Mm-mm. in general. Mm-mm. Not of any I was use like, to me. Some, someone who knows how to do this is going to take care of this for me. Um, and you were pretty level-headed? You didn't get fucked up? No, you know, I was... I was pretty serious. I like to read and... Uh, empathize with you know characters and books and yeah. and uh, movies and you know when I saw like my dinner with Andre as a 13 or 14 year old I loved that who showed you that movie it was on PBS were your parents like sort of uh, well your mom was a sh- were they well, they were into that they were into good yeah, yeah I guess so yeah like good taste high minded Opinionated, high-minded, yeah, high-minded. Yeah. I mean, like if they're like, in yeah, movies, go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Like, that's not really funny. You know, this is funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, like oh, that. Oh, yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and a, a good, like, camp sensibility. Oh, like yeah. When Mommy Dearest would come on, we'd, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd watch that. Oh, yeah. And I'd go, like, <laughs> Get some that's like you, Mom. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very nice. Right? What'd your brother end up doing? My, uh, yeah, because my, my, my mother's mother, Faye, was kind of a star, and she really felt like to me, like Joan Crawford or Susan oh, Hayward. Yeah. Like, yeah. she really clomped around in high heels and acted like a movie star and made her own clothes. And Oh, really? Yeah. She's yeah. very dramatic. Um, what did you ask? You asked about brother, my brother. Yeah, what's he do? Um, he he took over the dealership for my dad. So, so he's in cars. Yeah, yeah. He's he's overseeing all that, and uh, you know, the car business is not doing well. <clears throat> um, I love my sister in law, Colum. They have three kids. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, they come they come up here. Yeah. So they Hang like out. to travel. Yeah. And you get to see him. Especially my my I'm not as close to my brother as I as I am to my sister-in-law. But uh His wife. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What did right. did it go did something waver at some point? No. I think it was it was it's just always kind You've of been like twins. that. I know. So there's no mystical connection? There's a little bit. There's no a little deep bit. understanding. Um weird with siblings i guess there's a familiarity yet you get distant you know yeah do you you have siblings yeah i got a little brother we're very you know we very like instinctively we're wired very similarly yeah but you know you don't know people's lives if Mm -hmm. you're not in them so you know that's right and i'm like it's impossible to catch up sometimes i'm kind of an anomaly to my you know family like what the the, the movie actress yeah (laughs) like she's in new york (laughs) Being in plays, yeah, acting in movies. Do mm-hmm. they like your work though? Um, they love the Chris Guest movies, but like when I did Superman Returns, yeah, uh, I remember my dad and I were having this conversation in the car, and he—that's well, a big was, movie, right? Yeah, and he was telling me he was talking to me about teaching. He's mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you sh- maybe you should think oh, about no. teaching. <laughs> it's the worst. And <laughs> I should go, do something where you get a pension of some kind. Yeah, and um, and then I was like, well, I'm in a I'm in a big movie that's coming out, and Superman Returns, 
And then when he saw it, he uh, his comment was, he said, well, I wasn't bored. Ugh. That's <laughs> brutal. Makes a comedian. Yeah. Makes a funny one. I know, but it's... it's a tough house. Yeah. Right? But it's, it's a, a tough it, house. But it's weird when you do this. Like, they don't know how... They don't understand the nature of the business necessarily. No. So they can only... they There's constant concern. Unless... I don't know what it would take... Yeah. You know, for them to go like, oh, she's good. What, what would you have to be on? It's not a real job. Right. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. They're concerned. That's the, that's the thing. It doesn't come out of anything other than that. Yeah. And fear. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So, but when did you, so you went to LA when? I never went to LA. Oh, um, all right. So you, but you were there for, at the Geffen Playhouse. Yeah. I was there in. They cast Okay. So that, so I went, went to, to City Purchase. Purchase. I got a job on a soap. Um, my so? senior year in college, as the world turned. Oh yeah, and uh, how was that experience? Was, how many? Did you, how many did you do? Like a million? Like did you do a hundred episodes? I was on only for a year and four months. I, they wanted me for three years, but yeah. I just gotten out of school. I was like, I'm not gonna go somewhere for three years and be you know, that in after that world. after four years of yeah. college. And so I had a year and a half contract. Where'd they shoot it? Uh, in New York on 57th Street. Was it CBS. just a weird world of soaps? Like, yeah, was it bizarre? I loved it. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Just like every day? Did you yeah, go? Yeah, almost every day. And the scripts I mean, it turned was hard. out? Yeah, it was really and hard. You're working it with made all those, me laugh, you know? Yeah, you're working with all the soap opera actresses yeah, and actors? Yeah, they could really turn it on, you know? Just the waterworks, That must have been and, a real lesson in the profession of acting. Yeah. Like, just like drop of a dime. Oh, boom. yeah. Crying. And not like, you know, face moving and just like tears, like, you know, Demi Moore tears. Uh-huh. Like, wow. Yeah. Like it's a real instrument and style and tone yeah. that they can just like turn that on. Um, so that was some a, of the directors were, could let me be a little more camp, right. you know. But that's but, a hell of an education just to see that. Because like on a practical level, just in terms of a the job of acting. Yeah. That's really the job. Yeah. In some weird way. Mm-hmm. But you got out. I got out. Yeah, I I wanted to. Uh, I didn't want to be. Uh, I was especially just so much more of a free spirit then, you know, than I than I am now. And I couldn't. Uh, I wanted to to work in independent film, so uh, I got a job at uh, yeah Daisy Confused when I was on the soap. So I went to Austin to do that. And that was kind of like the heyday of the first wave of those, or maybe the, just the second wave of independent films, you know, just post yeah. John Sayles and the few other people, then Linklater and those guys started doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that was a yeah. huge movie. Yeah. For for young actors and actresses. I know, it was amazing. And there were, you know, screen tests. Everybody was in that movie. The, the callback was like, you know, 35 people. I'm, I became friends with Adam Goldberg. He's in oh, that. Oh, I love him. He's yeah. great, yeah. He's great. He's very How funny. did you meet Adam. I had him on my sh- I had him on the podcast and because we seemed to people wanted us to to know each other and then uh, I then I I used him in an episode of my show this last season and then like I don't know we hang out occasionally. What is your show like? It's a it's a half hour scripted comedy based on a guy who does a podcast in his garage <laughs> and his wife is sort of Where did you get shambles. that idea from? Uh, it's a stretch, <laughs> you know, it's a crazy idea. <laughs> and are you going to have People like me come on and talk to you on the show. They've Is done that. that. Happens? They, yeah, I've, I've used people playing themselves mm-hmm. in my show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've used a lot of people, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll use you if we do another season. Okay, okay. It's the third season, and you can come. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, and I'm Adam. Surprised I didn't know about this. It's on IFC. It's, okay. 
So like a lot of people are like, I have C. I got to check if I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's on Netflix the first two seasons. Yeah. Okay, it gets good. good in the middle of the second season. Great. Of course. <laughs> so Adam's on the show. And who does he play? He plays a, uh, a professor at a college, an old friend of mine who's now a professor at a college. And I go, right. and I go visit him, and he's you know, kind of sexually obsessed with a student who... He does or you do? He does. Oh. And he's, he's in a bit of trouble. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> How old is the student? 20. Graduate okay. student. We, okay. made, we made it... Re- oh, good. Relatively acceptable. <laughs> 22. What, oh, speaking of that, I just watched a trailer of uh, the new Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. That seems to be. I, I got nervous. I'm like, oh, is this like my show? Is this going to be the similar thing? <laughs> is this going to step on my idea? Not at all. But you're with Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and that and the and the pretty and girl. Emma, yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. It was a really. Was that that's your first Woody Allen movie? Yes, I met him 20 years ago for uh, Bullets Over Broadway. I happened. I was asked to be in the jury at the Krakow Film Festival in, in Poland. <clears throat> That's a tough gig to get. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. I was really, really felt really blessed to, to be there. Yeah. Um, so they've been asking me to, you know, come be on the jury for years. And yeah. finally I said yes. And, uh, you know, you just watch a bunch of movies. And I took a girlfriend and uh, J- uh, uh, Juliette Taylor, Woody Allen's casting director. Right was on the jury with me. So we got a little closer, I guess, or she got a, a real sense of who, who I was. And um, after all that was over, I was, uh, I was in such a suffering place in that uh, last year. Um, so anyway, uh, I got back on a Monday. I met Woody on a Thursday, and then I got cast on, on Friday. I got material on Friday. Wow. And uh, so it happened very quickly. You were in a and suffering you know place last year. Yeah, yeah, I was not. I was not good last year. Um, Why? Just to, uh, several, you know how things can accumulate. Um, I'd say Philip Seymour Hoffman's death. Right. Robin Williams' death. Yeah. Um, the state of the culture. Not uh, worrying about if if I have a place, if I fit in. Um, Life crisis. Yeah, really scared. Um, Just that? Did you know Robin, or or you knew? No, but you knew Philip. Yeah, but it was this. um, I know what you're talking about. The the what's the point? Right? What's the point? But also, like, I felt that if they were creatively satisfied and doing more meaningful material, maybe, maybe they could have held on to that. Yeah, you know, because I, I get so uh, depressed at at the kind of the lack of right humanity and material and humor and things that yeah. I that I like to do. Um, so just feeling a little out of style or out of place mm-hmm. in in the culture, um, but that's just part of it. That's what's called longevity. Of course, I'm going to feel that. You know, part of aging and aging. Yeah. Yeah, because I find that I, I feel that way too sometimes. It's not so much part being whether I'm part of it or not, but sort of like what's the point and how do you maintain the excitement? Well, I'm excited now. Yeah, you um, seem no, you seem good now. I yeah, wait, wait, good wait, now. Went through a dark tunnel though, huh? Yeah, I did. Um, How'd you handle that? I mean, did you just wait it I out? Had, did you sleep all day? Did you, you know what? You know what happened is 
is, you have a therapist. I did a play, of yeah. course. I have a great one. Um, I did a play at Yale, and they moved it to Broadway without me because I wasn't a big enough name. And that so, was what started it? Yeah, that was just one of the things. And, and so, so, that, so that kind of rips open the insecurity and like, who am I? What, and then like other things happen and then you see it all through that lens. Yeah. And then you just, it just starts to crush you. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you get scared, you right. know. Um, and then you think, oh, maybe I don't know how to do it anymore. Maybe I'm not good anymore. I've lost it or something. Acting or just? Yeah, which is stupid, but... I always feel like that when I work. Uh, it's right. What was the play? Uh, the realistic Joneses. Huh. Um, Who was the big name they got? Uh, Tracy Letts was in it. Do you know Tracy Letts? The playwright. Yeah, and right, uh, Michael C. Hall and Marissa Tomei replaced my part, and Tony Collette replaced uh, Johanna Day's part. Is it still running? No. Did it not um, take off? No, it didn't. It didn't. Um, it's a big cast. It was a big cast, but I think it was a small play, and I, I don't. Hmm. I don't even think it worked on a on a big stage. So that so that got me a little nervous. Um, so this career nervous, and then that then that gets attached to age fear and and talent fear, and like yeah. what do I got to do? Sensitivity. Because you, know? you work like a lot over the years. Over the years, I have yeah. Over the years, um, but now I'm I'm gonna work on my own material. Yeah. Well, so and, okay. So Woody Cassie in two days. Yeah, that's right. Now, what was the audition like? You kind of you like go in shaking, you know, his hand with one hand, yeah. and the other your foot is out the door. You oh, know? Re- oh, really? It's like, so it's Hi, impersonal. How are you? You right. know, you're just like actor meat. Yeah, yeah. Juliet um, brought you here because there's a part in film yeah. that um, I'm shooting and. Rhode Island. Impersonal or was it candid? And, or, um, yeah. I, I'm like, I know. I heard all about it. It sounds amazing. You're all and jacked I'm like, up. Oh my God, Joaquin Phoenix. He's incredible. And yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. And uh, So I talked about Poland and uh, maybe like four or five minutes, we just talked a little bit and I ran out and that was it. And you got the call? Yeah, you I in? got the call. And you're um, like, everything's good again. You know what it did? Um, it it made me. Uh, I I got the call in the, in, in the dog run, and I just uh, I burst into tears. I was like, I feel like such a gambler. Really, my life feels like yeah. I'm That's gambling. the feeling. I have no like these jobs come out of nowhere, you know. And but what's the alternative? I mean, you know, I mean, this is the way I to- can't do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stuck. No, you're not stuck. You're working. Yeah, I'm working. <laughs> um, but, but it is kind of so, weird, though. Like, I'm just like, this is a crazy way to live now that I'm 45 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, there's no plan B. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do have ideas, though. I have ideas of like leaving the business. All right, we'll talk can, about them. And I can maybe guide you. No, no, I'd like to. I, maybe <laughs> I, I can either like tell you like yay or nay or... That's not a good idea, Parker yeah, Posey. I don't think that'll work. But no, that seems crazy. You can uh, keep that alive in your imagination if you want. I actually want to hear those, but I want to hear what it was like working with Joaquin. The, uh, I hear he, he smokes just, a lot. Cigarettes, yeah. 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 He <laughs> does t- smoke. I talked to Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Both of them. Because Paul doesn't smoke much. Mm-hmm. Like, But he said that like when you're around Joaquin, you're like, you're going to smoke. Yep. You're going <laughs> to smoke a pack a day. Um 
Oh, I just I'm, I'm, I just love his acting. I you think do. He's so uh, he's so uh, idiosyncratic and and sensitive. You guys seem like you'd be good together. You both seem very uh, emotionally reactive and real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was it was it lighthearted? It didn't seem like that heavy a uh, undertaking. Um, I can't, I, yeah, I can't talk about the movie. Oh, yeah? I'm not allowed. You, there's like some one line oh, okay. thing that, yeah. Well, can you talk about talk acting about. with him? Um, how, how was it? Uh, did you guys get along? Like, of as course, people? yes, yeah. yes. So we're both really nervous about being in a Woody Allen movie. And we're, we're sweating all the time. I'd just broken my wrist. Um, we met at the screen test. In going into it, was there any sort of uh, aversion about, like, you know, the media accusations and the accusations, like, from his kid and all that stuff? Did you, no. anyone didn't think about? No one thinks about no. that. No, um, separate thing. Separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's been doing a movie a year for forever, like forty years. I know, it's crazy. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Right. Happens. Yeah. Life. <laughs> All right, so you and he has Joaquin. a biographer on set that's been following him too. Yeah, named for forty Eric, years. Yeah, named Eric for Lax. forty years. Yeah. Oh, Lax wrote uh, already wrote a book on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's back. He's yeah, writing he the second there, yeah. part two. Mm-hmm. No shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joaquin, Joaquin was great. Uh, you guys so we got met, along we, right we, away. We, yeah, we got along right away. I, I felt he felt like a brother to me. Right. He wasn't too far from from me, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I felt very familial. And, uh, you know, there's something about him, too. You, you want to take care of him. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, he's, yeah I don't think he's I sensitive. can. I don't think I could step in and say, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need some food? Are you eating all right? You know, he's a vegetarian. Is he? Yeah, he's a vegetarian. And he convinced his, his parents to become vegetarians when, when he was like a, a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've it's never met him. eating meat. I saw him sleeping on a plane once. I didn't bother him. Yeah. It's not right. No. Wake up. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey. Just let me tell you, I'm right a big behind. fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to do the podcast sometimes. Don't go go back to sleep. I'm not in first class a lot. So I just got excited. I'm behind you. You, you pass him a note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a sky mom mag. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I felt, uh, you know, you only do like two or three or four takes usually. What's with, it? With What's his directing? Does um, he just expect you to? Do it? Be there immediately, yeah. Right. That's uh, what I heard. So it's, uh, that can be kind of intense. Uh, and then he also does this where he's, he says, you know, what I wrote isn't very good. If, if you want to add anything, feel free. Oh, really? And you're like, okay, sure. I'm feeling great. You're like, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear, that's terrible. Oh, That's really? what I heard, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, slap marks. I'm dying. I'm like, it's all good. So I'll never little, act again. This just, is my last movie, so, so. So you did a little improvising, and he was like, "No, no, terrible." You're like, ah. Um, so that was funny. And then I like just like screaming and laughing. Um, you know, he's so sardonic. He has such a wit. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it took a while to and, get it right, or what? Um, How would you know you were? Doing you can well. just feel. You can feel it. You know. You can just feel it. Uh-huh. You can feel it around you when, yeah. when you've hit the right, right, the right tone. And here's the other interesting thing: is like I was only given twenty pages of of the script, so I only have my part. In like oh, really? A hundred and fifteen page. Interesting. Film. That's the way he does it. Is that the yeah. way everybody gets yeah. it? So that's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I didn't know. 
what kind of movie I was in. Uh, All the way through? Yeah, I mean, I got, you know, I, on the last day I started reading the script and, oh, you know, so you were, the script and I was like, I'm, I'm going to like look. Oh, I'm really? See, you're yeah. not even supposed to look? That's an understanding? <laughs> you're like, don't look at the story that you're part of telling? Um, but no, it was exciting. And, uh, you know, he's the, he's the real deal. There's, uh, he's the there's real deal only Woody few Allen. directors that, that have a career in this country of an auteur. So you know that you're, you, you trust that process um, right. completely. You're not going to... Uh, right. Excuse nothing. me, Mr. Allen. I, I don't can't. know. Maybe I'll try this. Yeah. What do you think? You know, like none <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. None of that. I yeah. mean, if you did, yeah. like, there would be... People would just be so... Yeah. You know, It'd be like this weird way. tension like, <gasps> on the set. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't. The room clears and it's just you and Woody. Don't ever. <laughs> just turns into Satan. What are you doing? <laughs> but he's... Um, it was fun. It was really fun. Well, what other directors have you worked with that had that kind of impact where you knew you were dealing with a visionary? Did you work with Hal Hartley? Didn't you? How many movies did you do Hal, with him? yeah. Did you do two or one? Like three, three. three of all those? The mm-hmm. whole trilogy? Isn't mm-hmm. he doing another one? Mm-hmm. He just did another one. Were you in it? Mm-hmm. Briefly. Yeah, he raised the, uh, his money on Kickstarter. Uh, it was the third installment. It was Henry Fool, and then I was in Faye Grimm, and the last one is uh, Simon, Simon uh-huh. Grimm. My son, I uh, I have a few scenes in that. We shot them all in one day. Oh, really? Like Eighteen pages of dialogue. Wow, in one day. So a lot. See, this is the thing about independent movies now. You know, it's. I know. I do a TV show like that where I do you know nine to fifteen pages. Wow. You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of time. Because and it's a budget thing, so it's certainly not going to help you make more money. No, but that's you get right. to be in the movie. But but Christopher Guest is like that too. I mean, he's a real. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, Visionary. I love working with great directors. Who else is in your mind? Um, Rick Linklater really stands. Yeah. Oh, days and confused. Yeah. That must have been so fun. Yeah. What a crazy time that mm-hmm. was. I talked to him he's recently. He's got a real ease, you know. Well, he's it's, a sweet guy. You know, yeah. he's like, you know, he's he's like really level. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's solid, man. Mm-hmm. But okay, let's talk about as we as we come in for landing here. We're landing now. With, Almost. Oh, okay. What do you want? I'll, I'll talk more. I'll spend the day no, with you. I don't right. give a fuck. <laughs> I'll just, I'll move in. Where are we going? I'm yeah, ready for a outside. change. Yeah, it's hard to walk around with mics. People always look at you. Just two people walking around with mics, but we can go. Have outside. you ever tried that? I have. I did it walking in, uh, with. Yeah, with. That's uh, a good idea. With um, it's a little. It's a little weird. It's yeah. a little hard to to manage. Yeah. But I did it with uh, a comic in. San Antonio, I think. Mm-hmm. We went outdoors. I did a car interview with Maria Bamford. And wow, you've interviewed everyone. And now Terry Gross. Do you Gross. know Bamford? No. You should check her shit out. You, you would love her. What's her name again? Maria Bamford. Okay. You would Is love her. Is she a comedian? Yes, but she's a genius. Is she a storyteller? She's just, you don't even understand what's happening. Oh, that's great. You, <laughs> you'll be like, what's happening? Even better. Oh, no, you gotta, you gotta watch her. All right, so what are these other uh, oh, business ideas? I don't, I don't want to talk about business. No, no, I want to know what no, the big it's ideas are. I'd, I'd rather keep it. I'd rather keep it in the bottle now. I was excited to 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 slam some of you your life it's goals. Of, it's kind of uh, complex. It has various parts to it. Big so, big plant empire building. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it deal with like a, a, a scent or lotions of? 
Oh, that's a, it could. Maybe, maybe. Like, like your own line of things, like turmeric based. Turmeric, 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 turmeric. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't go into it because, because you know what? I, what? You don't want me to ruin it? You, you're really hanging on to this thing. It's like it's protect. You're protecting it so yeah, it doesn't yeah. get dirty with other people's opinions that's of right, it. That's right. That's right. The dream. You don't want. You're protecting your dream of your way out <laughs> of show business. Is that what you're doing? Well, it's not. It's it's like new. It's it's new. I'm I'm interested in like a new. There's a new form. Oh yeah. I think. Okay. Um, how people like this podcast? What you're doing? Yeah. Storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I miss a lot of things in, about acting that I don't see a lot anymore. Like? Um, ease. Mm, ease? Slowness. Mm-hmm. Wit. Yeah. Um, How about risks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, nuance. Are you about to yawn? You're no, I just burped. Yawn. <laughs> no, I burped. Stifled a burp. I miss yawning. Don't you want to just watch people yawn? I do. I, sometimes I watch people yawn. I'm like, that's like, uh, why are they yawning? Like sometimes there's some yawns. I have theories about it. Okay. Like I think some yawns when you see, when you're talking to somebody and they do that that yawn where where it doesn't look like a tired yawn but it's some <laughs> other thing. They're gasping for air. You're draining them. You're, where they're like, this yawn where they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> That one, that's a bad yawn because it's not tired. It's sort of like they're trying to get out. And, yeah. Know, hostage yawn. Oh, you said. I got to get out of here. I, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad yawn. I have to go to the bathroom. Well, we, we should stop. Let's stop. Can we say goodbye now? Okay, bye. Bye. Lovely chat with Parker Posey and her dog, Gracie. Present present all right so you got all the tour dates go to wtfpod.com and get some coffee get on the mailing list so i'll send you an email do you know enjoy some merch there'll be more merch coming more posters and now i'm going to take a shame nap okay new york city boomer lives